On today's Hashi, I'm discussing the $2 trillion increase in U.S. home values, plus this morning's PCE report and weekly unemployment data. Today is Thursday, February 29th, 2024. I'm Byron Lazine, and the Hashi starts now. Back to the hot sheet. Thank you very much for jumping in here. If you are uh, here on the hot sheet on the live session, please let me know which market you are tuning into. Today is uh, today's an extra day of the year. I mean, just, just one of those uh, crazy, there we go, leap day. Happy leap day from CT. I see, oh, I see my background is not, not working here. Let me get that up. Go. All right. Uh, yes, it's an extra day of the year. So we get, I mean, we may need it this year in 2024, that extra day uh, with the way the market might be right now. We will all gladly accept uh, the extra day. Let's get into uh, what we've got today. This is your 24-hour look back on all things housing here on the hot sheet. And we have a Redfin report that outlines a 5% increase in the total value of U.S. homes over the past year. It is being driven by a shortage of houses for sale. Of course, it makes sense. It's in line with what we've been talking about here the last couple of days. The total value of U.S. homes increased by 5%, marking the largest gain in almost a year, reaching $47.5 trillion in total value. Uh, the affordable East Coast and Midwest metros experience gains over 10%. The affordable metros, okay? So those are really going up. Obviously, there's parts of the East Coast and Midwest that would not be considered affordable for many, but those metros that are considered affordable are going up. You may be seeing this in your market. What are those outstretched markets that are, are considered more affordable? And are they jumping up in price growth? Shortage of homes for sale due to homeowners' uh, reluctance to sell is... Um, is happening at scale. Okay. Uh, home values hit a low about a year ago. Okay. And this is according to this Redfin data. Of course, we know that over the last six months, home values or seven months have hit all time highs again, month over month. All right. Let's take a look at the now BAM article uh, covering this Redfin report. And uh, here's the total worth of US real estate now at an all time high. Uh, total worth of U.S. real estate coming in at $47.5 trillion. Um, and that would be year-over-year growth rate of 5.3%. That's in line with uh, many of the valuations that we have seen here recently. A U.S. Uh, housing market has grown by $2.4 trillion over the past year, raising its total value to 47.5. These figures are based on the analysis of Redfin estimate over 90 residential properties of December 23, valuing a total value increase of 5.3% since December 22, marking uh, the biggest year-over-year -year value increase in 11 months. Total value of U.S. homes is up 13.3%, 5.6 compared to two years ago. All right. Uh, let's go to some of the metros with the highest total value of homes okay that would be new york new york 2.43 trillion what an opportunity it is 
to be an agent in New York. Okay. Uh, Los Angeles at $2.12 trillion. Atlanta, $1.23 trillion. Boston, $1.2 trillion. Boston now the fourth largest metro in terms of highest total value of homes. Anaheim, $1.13 trillion. D.C., $1.02 trillion. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Chicago, $991 billion. San Diego, $988 billion. Phoenix, $987 billion. And Seattle, $911 billion. If you're in one of those markets, what an incredible opportunity that you have. The Redfin uh, Research, Economics Research lead says America's homeowners are sitting pretty. They're, they're sitting pretty unless they want to move, right? Uh, unless they actually want to go out and sell to buy. They're not sitting as pretty in that scenario. Uh, they're holding a massive amount of wealth, okay? Despite lackluster demand for buyers because home values skyrocketed during the pandemic and now a supply shortage is preventing those values from falling. Prospective buyers aren't as lucky. The combination of elevated mortgage rates, high home prices, limited pool of homes for sale means home ownership is about as unaffordable as ever. One bright spot for buyers is that mortgage rates should start declining before the end of 2024. That's in line with that Fannie number that we got. Uh, that's in line with yesterday's Fannie economic projection for 2024, for the uh, the January economic or the February economic report, rather. If you missed yesterday's Hashi, you can go back and listen to that. Finally got my, my screen back here working. I wasn't, wasn't plugged in. Uh, the average U.S. home had a value of 495183 in December. That's the average, not the median. That's up from 447740 one year earlier. That's an a half a million dollars, the average U.S. home value right now. It's crazy to think about. Of course, not every homeowner has seen an increase of their home's market value. The U.S. average U.S. home value climbed over 500000 in both uh, the summer of 23 and the summer of 22. So it was over the 500,000 mark during those times. So some buyers who bought between those summers saw their values dip a little bit. Okay. It's again, according to Redfin's um, relatively affordable metros close to New York city po are posting the largest value jumps. Okay. Uh, the total value of homes, more affordable New York, New York city adjacent metros. I mean, look at all the value in New York city. And so now those metros just outside of it, <coughs> excuse me, are experiencing those jumps. Uh, last December, the values in Newark, New Jersey, which is, if you know Newark, you're like, every time I say this number, it's crazy, posted a 13% year-over-year increase to 359.6 billion, making the largest home value gain of any U.S. metro area. <coughs> excuse me. I have a... A little tickle going on. Uh, next in line came two other uh, East Coast metros, New Haven, Connecticut, 11.9%, and Camden, New Jersey at 10.8%. Ranking at number four is Charleston, South Carolina, 108 <coughs> I wouldn't call that an adjacent New York City metro. Uh, then the biggest jumps after that would be Midwestern metros. Uh, and you see those there on the screen, Elgin, Grand Rapids, and Milwaukee, all around the 10% gain. Of the 100 uh, most populous metros, Redfin included 
in its report that 96 had sufficient data. Uh, metros with the biggest year-over-year increases in home values would be Newark, New Haven, Charleston, Camden, Elgin, Grand Rapids, Milwaukee, San Diego, Richmond, and Hartford, Connecticut, making out the top 10. Okay. Um, home value growth is lagging or negative in pricey metros, <clears throat> as well as those pandemic boon towns. Uh, four metros reported annual declines in overall home value. Boise, New York, New Orleans, Stockton. Among metros posting year-over-year home value increases, these five metros posted small gains, the smallest gains, Philly, Honolulu, <coughs> excuse me, Austin, Denver, and Riverside. Okay, uh, there's more on that on the nowbam.com article. Of course, we've carved out all the slides from this as well as uh, the most relevant information posted that into BAM Access slides as well as the show notes. All right, uh, let's go to the... Uh, PC, uh, the key inflation measurement, PCE. Okay, so the markets and the consumers like to look at CPI. Investors love to look at CPI. But the PCE is this key inflation measurement that the Fed likes. And uh, it's an important one for us to look at, just as important as the CPI. The key inflation measure rose 0.4% in January. Here's the punchline that I love to see as expected. So we're not going to see a huge, I mean, if it was better than expected or, or, you know, didn't rise as much as expected, we'd see, you know, good signs in the market, but what we don't want to see is see is more than expected. This is up 2.8% from a year ago. Uh, it's in line with expectations in January, according to an important gauge that the federal reserve uses as it deliberates cutting rates. I keep hearing May 1st. Uh, as as potentially that first time, uh, the PCE, which is the Personal Consumption Expenditure Price Index, excluding food and energy, increased 0.4% for the month, 2.8% from a year ago. The Dow Jones consensus estimate is in line with this. So we're not going to see a big drop, unfortunately, in the 10-year, but we're also not going to see it you know, skyrocket up um, like we have in the past when we missed that expectation. The monthly gain was just 0.1% in December and 2.9% from the prior year. Headline PCE, including volatile food and energy categories, increased 0.3% and had a 2.4 on a 12-month monthly basis. So we're getting closer and closer <coughs> to that 2%. Uh, the move comes amid an unexpected jump in personal income, which rose 1%, well above the forecast for 0.3%. Spending decreased 0.1% versus the estimate for 0.2%. So... <clears throat> that's a good sign. Hey, personal income going up and we're still seeing this in line with expectations. Uh, the hope is that we'll continue to see expectations or better than expect expectations. Uh, here's personal income and outlays um, for January. Personal income increased 233.7 billion, 1% monthly rate in January, disposable personal income DPI increased 67.6 billion and we didn't see PCE go up more than expected. Okay. So th this is a ultimately, what is this? This is a good sign for inflation after having a couple of hot reads previously. Okay. Uh, as we look at in, uh, unemployment insurance weekly claims. Now we keep saying, Hey, unemployment's in a really strong position. Um, if we start getting weaker data on unemployment, you could see that 10 year drop, which would drop the 30 year. We don't want to see people lose jobs, but 
I'm hearing cracks in this unemployment data. I'm hearing a lot of the jobs that we're gaining are part-time jobs and the ones that we're losing are full-time. Um, this is just a theory that's out there. It's not reflective in what I'm going to share with you here on the current data, but it's something for us to watch for, okay? Uh, in the week ending February 24th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 215,000, an increase of 13,000 from the previous week's revised level. So slight increase here on unemployment. Previous week's level was revised up by 1,000 from 201 to 202. The four-week moving average was 212,500, a decrease of 3,000 from the previous week. Okay, so relatively where we've been, but a slight increase on unemployment data. Interesting. We'll watch more. We'll see where it comes in, obviously, next week. 10-year coming in at two, 4.260, uh, so above that 4.25 level. Love to see it get down below that because um, that'll help the 30-year fix. 30-year fix yesterday came in at 7.15, just a tick under the 7.16. We don't have a read on the 30-year fix until later today. <clears throat> I do anticipate it probably being in the high 6.9, maybe a little bit higher than the 6.9 that we ended the week last week, which was the highest level of the year. Uh, yesterday, 7.16 was tied for the highest level of the year on the daily. So we're luckily below that. Uh, all right. That's the week here for the hot sheet. Unless we have crazy breaking news tomorrow. I uh, hope you've enjoyed your 24 hour look back on the market on housing each and every single day. If you do, please subscribe to the channel. Reminder that tomorrow we'll have a new knowledge brokers podcast. Hopefully I will be able to actually uh, make it through without coughing. I don't know what happened there today, but myself, Lisa Chinati, Tom Tool, will be back with another Knowledge Brokers podcast. New episode tomorrow. Those get posted uh, on Fridays over at Knowledge Brokers podcast channel. So go subscribe, hit the notification bell there. Of course, to get the most out of everything we're doing at BAM, use code HOT to get 10% off of your BAM X subscriptions where we post all of our new courses. We have a new course coming out tomorrow our live streams, our community, the daily downloads from this show, as well as the show notes each and every single week. These show notes are helping so many of you put together your email newsletters and the information. I mean, these are the show notes just here from today. They're incredible. Uh, we have two, eight, 10 charts in BAMX as well, just from today's show. You get that each and every single day as being a member of BAMX. Use code HOT to get 10% off of that. Hope everybody has... Great rest of the Thursday. Hope to see you over at Knowledge Brokers Podcast tomorrow. Have a great weekend. And until next time, toodaloo.